Hey friends, welcome to the City Hope Podcast. My name is Bobby Thompson and I have the privilege of serving as a lead pastor. I pray that today's message would inspire you, it would encourage you, and it would also challenge you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy today's sermon. Amen, amen. Can we just give our worship team just a little thank you this morning for leading us today. Well, good morning again. Welcome to City Hope. My name's Bobby, and if I haven't got to meet you yet, I would love that. I love, love, love singing songs about uh, uh, Jesus being my friend and glad that I met him. Isn't it good to have good friends? Don't you like having good friends, right? Like, as a matter of fact, just find somebody in the room right now, anybody, and just tell them, you're my best friend. Just tell somebody. Just tell somebody, you're my best friend, okay? Now, uh, if you're single and they're single, maybe we got something going there, all right? But who knows? Who knows? Well, again, uh, today we are in week three, week three of this series we've called Incoming, Incoming. And uh, we're all about just trying to find and figure out how do we live in financial freedom God's way? How do we live in, in just freedom and let this not be an area? Because, right, money is such a, a tough subject for so many of us. Some of us, it's a struggle. It's a strain. Some of us, it's happy. And, and, and there's just so many different thoughts when it comes to our finances. And, um, you know, we talked about week one, just the laying a good foundation of what is a tithe and what does the Bible say and all that stuff. And, and, and then last week we talked about having a budget and not, not trying to uh, uh, compare our lives to others and be content and those kind of things. And so we've just kind of been digging through this. And, and I know with some of you, maybe not, not you, but you probably know somebody that has thought, man, the church just wants my money. That's all they talk about. They just want my money, just want my money. And, and that's not it. That couldn't even be further from the truth, Right. We don't want something from you. We want something for you. We want this to be an area of peace and of joy and an area where you can uh, uh, be generous in your life. And so I, I know that and I pray that this series that has been uh, helpful and beneficial to you today. So I want to start today just a little bit different. I want to read this story to you guys. Um, wonderful story that I came across. Um, and, and so let's jump into this today. Uh, on July 1st, 2015... Sir Nicholas George Winton passed away peacefully in his own bed at 106 years of age. A few days later, people from all over the world gathered at Prague Main Railway Station to leave flowers in memory of Sir Winton. But why were they not there? Why were they there and not at his house or on his gravestone? Sir Nicholas Winton's death was 76 years to the day after he helped 241 Jewish children escape from the Nazis who would have certainly been condemned to concentration camps and death. Surprisingly, his incredible generosity and kindness ultimately saved 669 children but went unknown until about 1988 because Sir Nicholas never talked about it publicly. One of the rescued children, John Fieldson, grown with his family of his own, became friends with Winton late in his life leading up to his death. Fieldson said he never figured out how to adequately thank Winton. He could have been imprisoned. He could have been shot. Anything could have happened to him. He had no reason to be involved. He was just a good British stockbroker. It's difficult to estimate the personal cost to himself, 
But we do know that Winton was responsible for raising over $1 million necessary to safely transport and place these children in home as he supported them in their rescue. What an incredible story. And so probably for many of you, you've never heard of this guy, right? We've never heard of this story. And most likely, most of us in this room will never be called upon to do something like, like as crazy as this, something like, like this. But today, in, in this series, as we close this thing out, here, here's one of the biggest truths that I want you to hear today. Big or small, a lot or a little, God has given all of us the time, talent, and treasure to make an impact in this life. All right now, now I know, but some of you automatically, we're going to talk about this today. Some of you automatically thinking, well, I, I don't have as much as, or, or my gifts aren't as good. I can't play the guitar like my, I can't sing like Rachel. I can't, I can't do these things. How am I supposed to make an impact? But the truth is that God has given each and every one of us all the time, talent, and treasure that we need to make an impact in this life. And even though you probably never heard his name, even though most of us have never uh, understood why he did what he did, we now know the impact that Sir Nicholas Winton made. So today I'm going to ask you a series of questions. If you're a note taker or or not, uh, maybe you got your phone, I'm going to give you a bunch of questions today. A lot of these are kind of personal, in-your-face questions. I'm just being real with you. But I want to challenge you today. And the first one is this, what kind of impact are you making? Right now, today in your life, young or old, student, grandparent, and everything in between, what kind of impact are you making in your life right now? You see, we, we believe that, 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 that God has given us everything we need. All the finances, all the time, all, all the treasure, all, all the gifts, God has given us everything in our lives. And no matter how big, no matter how small, all of it belongs to him. I believe that with everything in me. Everything belongs to him. He is the owner. But I want you to think about this because a lot of times we might get confused. God does not want part of everything. God wants to take part in everything. He doesn't want part of your gifts and talents. He doesn't want part of your finances. He wants to take part in every aspect of your life. And and let me just say this, even the ugly parts, even the parts that you don't want anybody else to know about, God wants all of it. For some of us, we want to know, how do I make a difference? How do I have purpose, right? A few years ago, several years ago, Rick Warren, famous pastor out in California, he wrote the book about purpose, right? And and number one bestseller, millions and millions and millions of copies sold. Why? Because I believe everybody on earth, whether you're a Christian, you go to church once or every day, it doesn't matter. Everybody wants to live a life with purpose. Everybody wants to know, what can I do with my life? How do I have a purpose-driven life? Some of you today, maybe you sit here and you feel blessed. You know that God's blessed you. You got time, you got talent, you got treasure, but you just don't know how to use it. And so what happens is I have it and I want to use it, but I get paralyzed. And and instead of going and using it, I just kind of sit. 
I, I, don't, I don't really do anything. And, and you guys know people like this. This isn't you. Like this is, their, this is their reaction to giving back to what God's given them. They come and they sit on Sunday and they watch and they clap and they shake hands and they go home. And the impact is there, ready to, ready to take place. It's ready. It's right there. Come on, I've given you everything. But we stop because we just don't know where. Probably, maybe the majority of us in this room probably feel like, well, I just don't have anything to offer. I'm not good at anything. I don't have a gift set. I don't have any skill. You know, I, we, can, we can barely pay our bills. I can't give financially, like, like uh, you know, Time and I'm always busy, always got stuff going on. I just, I don't have a lot to give. I don't have a lot. I want you to hear this today. It's not about what you're given, it's about you, what you do with what you're given. We all have different, different gifts, we all have different talents, we all have different treasures. It's not about what you are given, it's, a, it's about what you do. With what you're given. And my heart for this week and, and through this entire series is for you to view everything in your life, every moment, every dollar, every relationship. I want you to view everything as an opportunity, as a gift from God to make an impact in this life and for eternity. Everything that I'm given, every, every business, every partner, every relationship, everything that I'm given, we see that as, man, this is a gift from God that I can make an impact in this world. The question becomes, what have you been given and what will your impact in this life be? What have I been given and what will my impact be? I believe one element of making an impact is a spirit of generosity. You have to have a spirit that you want to help others, that others matter in your life. There's this, there's this uh, 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 tool, if you will, is generosity. Generosity is a powerful, powerful thing. And it doesn't have to be this big, extravagant thing. And look what we did. Look, look at all of this. Even the small acts of generosity, you guys know this, even the, the random acts of kindness can make a huge major impact in people's lives. When you see, think about this, when you see someone and, and you see a generous act, whether big or small, what does it do? You can see it, you can hear it, you can observe it, you know that it's happening right in front of you. And I believe that Following God's way when it comes to our finances frees us up to have, to have this freedom to be more generous. Following God's design, following God's way, the way that he asks us to live our life, it frees us up to make an impact in this world. So I hope I've been praying for you this week and, 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 and our team has been praying for you. And we came in and we prayed over the chairs this morning. And I pray that today, no matter what your situation is, I, I, I was talking the, in between services and man, it, it's just, it, it, we've got folks in here that today's their birthday. We got folks in here that are winning awards. We got folks in here that been in the hospital last week. Now they're back. I mean, our lives are, our lives are going, right? We got, we got folks in here that uh, uh, first time you ever stepped foot in this building. I mean, but, and, and I'm just praying through like, God, this is, this is awesome. We got, we got so much going on. And, and, and here's my hope that, that today you will walk out of here challenged to make an impact in the world that you're going to go back and live in today. I pray that you will go out of here today with just saying, God, help me to live with a generous spirit like you've called me to live. 
So let's jump into a, a, a quick story. If you have your Bible, go to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25, a very probably familiar parable to some of you. Um, this is just uh, one of Jesus' best friends. One of Jesus' close followers was Matthew. And he's re, uh, just remembering and, and rewriting this story that Jesus told. And, and, and I think we're going to be able to gather a lot out of this of how we can live a generous life. So if you have that, if you found it, let's stand to our feet and honor the reading of God's word. Matthew 25, verse 14. If you don't have it, um, two things. One, um, we're, we're judging you as a Christian, of course. Um, I'm kidding, but it is there on the screen. You can follow along. Look at verse 14. For it is just like a man about to go on a journey. He called his own servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one talent, depending on each one's ability. Underline that, That's, we'll come back to that. Then he went on a journey. Immediately the man who had received five talents went, put them to work, and he earned five more. In the same way, the man who uh, with two earned two more. But the man who had received one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Verse 19, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five talents approached, presented five more and said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I've earned five more. His master said to him, listen to this, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. And then I love this, share your master's joy. Share your master's joy. The man with two talents also approached. He said, Master, you gave me two talents, and I've earned two more. His master said to him again, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. The man who had received one talent also approached and said, Master, I know you. You're a harsh man, reaping where you haven't sown, gathering where you haven't scattered seeds. So I was afraid, and I went off, and I hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. His master replied to him, you evil, lazy servant. If you knew that I reap where I haven't sown and gather where I haven't scattered, then you should have deposited my money with the bankers, and I would have received my money back with interest when I return. So take the talent from him. Give it to the one who has ten. Verse 29. To everyone who has, more will be given. He will have more than enough. But from the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Would you pray with me? Father, I pray for these next few moments that you would bless the reading of your word. Lord, you know what we've brought into this place today. You know the struggles. You know the sin. You know the celebrations. God, you know where our lives sit right in this moment. And I pray that each and every one of us would be challenged by your word to, to live a life to make a difference. Lord, I know, I know that there's so many in this room that want to make a difference. Give us clarity. Give us vision to go into this world and live a generous life. Help us to take a step of growth in our generosity journey today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So I want to take just a few minutes. We're going to break this down, all right, and then uh, give you a couple questions to go home with, and then we'll go have a good, uh, go have a good lunch and, and watch some more March Madness, all right? Amen? Amen. Best time of the year. Look at those first two verses in verse 14 and 15. For it is just like a man about to go on a journey. He called his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. So right away, we can kind of relate to this. 
Okay, here's this master and he's giving this man, the manager of his stuff. Right. So he's saying, I'm going to go on a journey and I want you to take care of all of this stuff. I'm going to give it to you and I want you to manage this. Right. And, and, and really think about this. This is what God does with you and I. All the resources, all the opportunities that we have, everything in our life, God gives it to us. OK, now he gives it to us. The Bible says, according to their ability. Right. He, that's why he decided five, two, one. He gives it to them according to their ability. So we see, all right, everything I have, God's given it to me. God's given it to me. It's my job to manage everything that I have in my possession, all these resources, opportunities. This is what I get, right? And so I think some of you are like, okay, okay, I got this. I can, be, I can do this. I can be generous. But I want you to see something, right? God's economy is not about fairness. It's about forever. God's economy is not about fairness, it's about forever. Here's one of those bombs that we've been talking about, right? I'm walking along, I want to be generous, but wait, you gave him five? Why did he get five? You gave him two, I only get one? What, what's going on here? Like, I go to church, I, I give some money, I help old people, like, like why don't I get five, right? I, I get five, why does he get two? That doesn't, that's not fair, And I, I love how, how, how Matthew put that little part in there, according to their abilities, according to what they could handle, that's how God works. And he's got this, this big picture in mind. It's like, you gave him five because that's what he could handle. Gave him two, that's what he could handle. Gave him one because that's what he could handle. And it's this big picture impact of, okay, God's given me this. I'm the manager of this. Doesn't matter if it's five, two, or one. This is what we got. This is where we're at. So how can I go make a difference? And so here, here's a question I want to challenge you with today for you to think through. What have you been given? What have you been given? Like sometimes we get, we get so caught up in life, right? We get so caught up in our to-do list and, and job and work and school and play and fun. And, and, and those are great things. But, but stop and say, how much have I been given? What have I been given? Too many people, too many Christians believe they have nothing to offer. I'm not smart enough. I don't know enough. Or, or I can't do that. I can't. Too many. Too many. And, and that's just not true. If you are a Christ follower, God has given you enough to live a generous life. If you are a Christ follower, God has given you enough to live a generous life. It might not be as much as your friend. It might not be as much as your neighbor or your coworker, students. It might not be as much as your teammate or your classmate. It might not be as much as everybody else. But God has given you enough to live a generous life. And, and, and listen, it's not about what you have been given. It's about what you're doing with what you've been given. What are you doing? We want to keep our eyes on, well, he got five, he got two, only get one. We, we, want to, we want it to be about what we've been given, right? That's kind of where we stay, what I've been given, what I've been given. It's not about what we've been given. What am I doing with what I do have? What am I doing with what I do get in this life? So let's keep going. In verse 16, the man who had received five talents went, put him to work, earned five. Businessman, love this guy. In the same way, the man with two earned two more. Double his profits, let's go. Man received one, went off, 
dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. We're, we're reading this story now in 2023, and like, man, this dude's an idiot, right? Like, what are you doing? Why did you go dig a hole and, and leave money in there? But I want you to, I want you to think about this. I told you I'm going to be in your face a little bit today. How often do you find yourself sinking money into this life with nothing left over to invest and be generous? Dang, it got quiet in here, Tom. <laughs> Jeez. How, how often do I find myself sinking things into this life and I've got nothing left to, to make an impact, to be generous to the people around me? We, we read this story, man, he, he sunk it into a hole. He's just keeping it there. And we're like, man, this dude's stupid. But how often do we find ourselves doing, we're, we're, we're waiting for this specific salary and then I'll start giving and then I'll start making investments. Then I'll start impacting people's life. We're waiting for our savings account to get to this number and it's like, okay, now we can give. What am I doing with what I've been given? It's not about what I've been given. It's about what I'm doing with what I've been given. Let's keep going. Verse 19, after a long time, the master of those servants came, settled accounts with them. Man received five talents to approach, presented five talents. He said, master, you gave me five, I earned five more. You gave me five, I earned five more. His master looked at him and he says, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. And I love, love, love those last four words. Share your master's joy. Isn't that really what we want? Isn't, we want our finances, we want our generosity, we want our impact, we want for God to say to us, well done, great job, you made an impact. You're, you're doing a great job. Isn't that what we long for? That, that we, our finances is at a place of peace that I can just share in my master's joy. It's not, well, he got more, they got less, or I should do this, I should. No, 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 no. Here's what you gave me. Here's what I'm doing with what you gave me. Now I can share in my master's joy. Same thing happens with the, the man who got two talents, right? Tells him, I, I earned two more. His master says, well done. He's cheering him on, man, encouraging him. I'll put you in charge of many things. Share in your master's joy. And then verse 24, the man received one talent, also approached. And I love how he starts here. He says, Master, I know you. <laughs> I know you. You're a harsh man. <laughs> Reaping where you haven't sown, gathering where you haven't scattered. So I was afraid of you, and I went off, and I hid your talent in the ground so that you will have what is yours. What a bold move, right? What a bold move. Not only did he not do what the master asked him to do, he starts out by calling him names. <laughs> He starts out by questioning the master. Well, well, you're harsh, and, and, and man, you do this, and you do this, and, and so I, I didn't really know what to do, so I just dug a hole, and I just put it over there, and I wonder how many times can we find ourselves in this story again. Do you ever find yourself questioning God about your gifts? Do you ever find yourself, well, God, that's not, that's not fair. God, you, you said that if, if we do this, then this will happen, and I haven't seen it. God, you said if we give, and, and man, I gave, I gave 10% this month. I gave 10%. You said if I gave 10%, then you're going to bless me. But man, God, I don't see it. Have you ever questioned God? Just, just like we're seeing this man, he's like, man, you, you told me what to do with it, but, but man, you're a harsh guy. Here's, here's the truth. 
Generosity. Generosity is a return on the investment of God's love. If you'll, if you'll grab a hold of that truth right there and, and make that a daily part of your life in every single aspect that you do, then you will share in your master's joy. Generosity is a return on the investment of God's love. God has given you his love. God has given us his love through his son Jesus. And what I do with that love, what I do with that is I return it into the world and I make an impact and I live a generous life. Generosity is a return on the investment of God's love. And that's the mindset that we have to have every single day. Because if not, then, then, then look what happens. As a result of his lack of return, as a result of his, oh, I just didn't know what to do. As a result of his paralysis and not doing what his master said, look what happens in verse 26. His master replied to him, you evil, lazy servant. If you knew all this stuff about me, then why wouldn't you do what I told you to do? If you knew this was going to happen, Take the talent away from him. Give it to the one who has ten. See, the real problem of, of this last manager, the real problem is not the lack of return on investment. That's not what it is. It's the lack of return of love that the master gave to him. Think about that with me. The real problem isn't that he didn't turn one into two. The real problem is the master equipped him. The master gave him something to be a manager of. The master gave him love and said, man, here's what I want you to do and let's go do it. And he didn't do it. He, didn't, he received the love, but he didn't carry it on. I wonder how many of us get stuck in that. We got to remember it's not about what you're given. It's about what you do with what you're given. So today, I want to give you two quick questions. If you've been with us very long, I, I, I just... I. I think the best thing for us to do when we hear God's word is to chew on it, to challenge. I hope you don't walk out of here and get in the car and forget everything I say, which, which it happens. I've done that, right? I forget what I say. Like, I, I, <laughs> but I want to give you a couple questions just to chew on this week for, your, for yourself, for your family, for your, for your relationship. And, and let me pause and let me say this. A lot of times when we come to church and, and, and the pastor's preaching and, 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 and it's like, okay, you're preaching to uh, mom and dad and they got two kids and this perfect family. I, I want you to hear this. Living this generosity life, being on this journey of generosity, it, it doesn't matter where you're at. Students in the room, listen, live a generous life now and when you're 42 with kids, it's going to be a lot easier. All right. If you're single today and you're in here or, or if you're a grandparent or you're an empty nester, all of us in this, this is applying to all of us. This isn't something later. OK, and, and I would even go a step further and say this. I was thinking about this uh, in the first service, and it's probably because I have I have three kids in school. Students, I think you probably have uh, uh, the potential to make a bigger impact than anybody else in this room. I believe that. You go to school every day with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that you can impact their life. You don't have to wait until you're old and you don't have to wait till you get your own bank account and your own debit card where you, no, 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 no. It's not about what I've been given. It's about what I do with what I've been given. So two questions. Number one, here's the question. What have I been given? What have I been given? 
God, what, let's, take some, let's take some self-inventory. What have I been given? What kind of time have I been given? What kind of gifts have I been given? What kind of passions have I been given? What kind of treasure have I been given? The Apostle Paul came many years after Jesus, and Jesus was telling that parable, and, and years and years later, Paul comes, and man, he's just preaching, and he's teaching, and he's telling these different churches uh, all about Jesus and how to live their life. And in 2 Corinthians, Paul writes this letter to a church, and he's, he's really kind of like praising them, and he's bragging on them, because they were financially ravaged, right, through wars, through famines, through uh, uh, not living the way that the Roman Empire wanted them to. And Paul writes this letter, and I want, you to, I want you to listen to these words. And instead of wondering why, these, why they didn't have more, they worked with what they had. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 says this, And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Listen to this. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy, their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. I'm already convicted. For I testify, they gave as much as they were able. And even beyond their ability, entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. And look what happened. They exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord and then by the will of God also to us. It's not about what you've been given. It's about what you're doing with what you've been given. This ravaged land, these people in poverty, this severe trial, they're living in, look, look what the Bible says, they're overflowing with joy. Their poverty welled up in them extreme generosity. What? What? I thought, my, like, when I get rich, that's when I'm allowed to be generous. Their poverty welled up in them extreme generosity. What have you been given? I love how he kind of characterizes each of these things. Look back at me. We'll walk through this real quick, okay? And their, their, their practical generosity as their, as their circumstances are terrible, as this season of life is awful. Look what it says. He says, they gave as they were able. As they were able. Remember, five, two, one. Why did he give him five, two, and one? He gave them five, two, and one because that's what they were able to handle. Generosity is proportional to what God's given you. It's not a certain amount of anything. It's not a certain amount. Like, I gotta get here and then I can feel generous. The Bible says they gave as they were able. But then he says this. Look what he says. And even beyond their ability. They gave as they were able, but even beyond their ability. Here's what I believe, that generosity expects God to move. Generosity expects God to take care of the rest. God, this is all we got. We got the one, so here it is. Generosity expects God to move and to cover the rest. The third thing he says, he says they did this entirely on their own. I first read that, I thought that was kind of a, a weird statement. They did this entirely on their, on their own. You know somebody who's generous. The generous give because they want to give. No one has to con, con, 
coerce them. No one has to convince them. The generous give because they want to give. And Paul's saying, listen, I didn't make the church give. I didn't make these people love Jesus. They gave entirely on their own. They knew it was the right thing to do. They knew everything they had was from God. I'm just a manager, and I'm here to, I'm here to share it. I'm here to make an impact. I'm here to be a generous person. They did it entirely on their own. And then the, the last part there, he says, Urge, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing. The people in great trial, the people in severe famine, they're the ones convincing everybody else, hey, live a generous life. Hey, you should live this way. They're the ones saying, hey, God wants you to be generous. So we got to recognize what we've been given. Question number two. How am I managing what I've been given? How am I managing what I've been given? I, I told, these, are, these are some serious practical questions, right? Because it, it, the reality is we can show up and, and we can act one way, but when it comes down to it, if I'm going to be honest about, about my life and, and how I'm managing my time, my talents, my treasures, I'm going to look at this and how am I doing with what God's given me? And, and we looked at this passage a little bit last week, so I won't, I won't spend a lot of time on it, but Jesus gives us his investment strategy in, in, in Matthew chapter 6. Don't store up for yourself treasure on earth, where moss and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal. Store up for your treasures where? In heaven. Where moss and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break in. Listen, and this is it. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. For where my treasure is, there will my, how am I managing what I've been given? Is my heart for things down here or is my heart for things up there? Is, is my heart, am I managing it to a place where I just want to, man, I'm just, I'm just bringing it in. Come on, more, 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 more. Or am I saying, okay, God, here's, here's what I got. Or maybe you're doing this. Okay, God, here's what I got. <laughs> Don't have a lot. How can, I, how can I manage it for you? How can I manage it for you? Here's the truth. Generosity guarantees an eternal return on investment. When you live your life in a way that's generous and makes an impact for other people to see Jesus through you, it guarantees an eternal, an eternal return on investment. Don't store up for yourself treasure here. Store it up there. That's the investment that I need you making. And here's the cool thing. The investment that God has made into us of his love, God made the investment of his son Jesus into our life. And when we're generous with those around us, we're matching that investment. We're saying, you matter. I care about you. And when we, when we match God's love with our investment, with our, uh, with our generosity, with our impact, we, man, good things happen. Really, really good things happen. So the rest of the story about Sir Nicholas went and his wife came across one of her husband's old scrapbooks in 1988. She found a list of names tucked in the back of his book. Not wanting to deprive the children, her husband helped rescue of knowing who had been their rescuer any longer, she shared the scrapbook with the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation. And her and her husband appeared on their popular TV show called That's life. I want you to check out this video and see what happened. 
Maybe. All right, no worries. I'll send you the link, okay? But I, I, I'll share with you what happened. Can you show that picture of the, that kind of came up there, right there? So this is Sir Nicholas Winton, and his wife brought him on this show, this talk show, and uh, he thought they were just coming about talking about family and things that they had been through. And the lady talking was the host, and she names this she names this lady to the right. <clears throat> She opens up the scrapbook and starts reading names. And this lady right here uh, was one of the children that he rescued. And so they're hugging and he's crying. And it was a great moment. And he sits down. And then the talk show host, she says, if there's anybody else here in the crowd that his life has been saved by Sir Nicholas Winton, would you stand? And the crowd stands up. If people... 40, 50, 60 years old and they're finally meeting the guy who made an impact on their life that literally saved their life. Powerful video. I was hoping everybody would be crying right now. <laughs> Just kidding. But here's, here's what it did for me. Yeah, I, we, like we love inspirational stories, right? We love, we love these kind of stories where we see people make an impact. But, but here's the question that I... I'm challenged with in my own heart. When the dust settles, when, when Bobby's life has come to an end, when your life has come to the end, when everything, is, when everything is done, what will the impact of your life be? Will your impact be all that God wanted it to be because it wasn't about what I was given. It was about what I did with what I did have. I don't know about you, but man, I want to stand before God one day and hear him say, man, well done. Well done. I want to stand before God. Hey, share in your master's joy. Come on. This is what, it's, this is what it was for. This is why we did that. What is your impact. And I believe this with all my heart. I really do. Take God and Jesus and set it right here for a second. Don't get mad at me, but don't, just, just listen. Take God and Jesus and set it right here for just a second. I think everybody in the world has a desire, has an internal desire to, to want to make an impact, to want to live on purpose, to, to want to live a generous life. We don't all do it, right? Not, not everybody does it, but everybody, whether you're a Christ follower, whether you, whether you go to church or not, we all have something in us that say, yeah, I want to I be, be like that guy. I want to be a hero. I want to make an impact. And so, so I, I say that today because maybe some of you sitting here and you're, you're kind of struggling with this spirit of generosity. I'm talking about living for God and storing up treasures in heaven. And maybe today you've just realized that, that you know what, I, I'm not there. I'm kind of stuck in this debt that I don't really get and I don't really understand. I, how do I make a difference with my life? Well, well, the Bible talks about this debt in our lives being a spiritual debt. 
It talks about us having a spiritual debt. And Paul says it like this, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You see, your debt is the sin, the, 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 the dumb decisions, the things that I do daily, the, the, the wrong choices that I make. That's the sin that creates the debt. But the good news is this. The good news, just a, chap, just a couple chapters later, Paul says the wages of sin is death. This is what you're supposed to get, but the gift of God, the free gift of God, is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So here's what he's saying. You have a debt that you can't pay, but, but God said, I'll write the check for you. I'll, I'll write the check. And the check is Jesus. I'll send my son Jesus to die on your behalf. So that you don't have to live under that debt anymore. You can live in freedom. You can live in a life striving to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You can live a life to hear, share in your master's joy if you just accept the check. And Paul says, here's how you accept it. Declare it with your mouth and believe it in your heart that Jesus is Lord. That God raised him from the dead. He says, for it is with your heart that you believe, it is with your mouth that you confess. Maybe you're here today and, and you realize there's a debt that I have in my life. There's something in between me and God. I've never given my life to Jesus. Before you leave today, I want to give you an opportunity to take that next step. You want to make an impact? You want your life to be on purpose? You, you want to live a generous life? This is step one. Step one is beginning a relationship with Christ. So I'm going to ask you right now, all over this room, bow your heads, close your eyes. No one looking around. No one looking around. If you're here today and you know Christ is your personal Lord and Savior, would you just take a second right now and pray for those in this room that maybe don't, that have never made Jesus Lord of their life? If you're ready, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray with you, and I'm going to pray out loud, and, and I want you to just repeat after me. You can do it in your heart. You don't have to say it out loud. And it's not some magical prayer. Okay, this is, this is just following what God's word says. Declare it with my mouth, believe it in my heart. Confess it with my mouth and put it in my heart. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you want to start that today, just pray with me. Dear Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner. I've done many things that displease you. I have lived my life for myself. I am sorry and I repent. I ask you to forgive me. And I believe that you, Jesus, came to this earth and died on a cross for me. I believe that you rose again on the third day to save me. You did for me what I could not do for myself. I come to you now and ask you to take control of my life. I give it to you. Help me to live every day in a way that pleases you. I love you, Lord, and I thank you that I will spend an eternity in heaven with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Listen to me today, church. If you prayed that prayer with me today, that's the first step of making an impact in this life. I believe that with all my heart. And if you meant it, you mention it. 
If you meant it, you mention it. So in a moment, I'm going to walk out in the back, and, and we're going to be done. Everybody's going to leave. We're going to go to lunch. But on your way out, would you just stop by and say, Bobby, I prayed with you today. I prayed that prayer. I began my relationship, and I just want to help you along the journey. Pastor Bobby, I prayed with you today. Now, I want to end this series. We've been in this series for a couple weeks now, and I want to end this series with a challenge. There's a card in your seat today when you came in. I want everybody to grab that card. Hopefully you got a pen too. <clears throat> and I know some of you already are like, okay, here we go. All right, here's the pitch. Part of, part of living a generous life. It takes discipline, right? We know that talked about that last week part of being a generous person like it takes it takes courage it takes risk and part of being a a, a part of a body of Christ is having people in your corner that will help you okay and so so today I, I want you to see this card for what it is this is just for us to have a way to encourage you, to help you, to push you, to urge you. Let me make this as clear as I can, okay? Two things. Number one, I will not show up at your house with an offering plate, okay? I promise, all right? Number two, there is no place on this card for an amount of money. That is not what this is about. This is not about how much money are you going to give the church, so hear me. There's no place on here for you to put an amount of money. This is a place, this is a way, this is a tool so that we can encourage you in your generosity journey. Every one of us are in a different place. And so I want to encourage you right now and for these next few moments, just take a look at this card and see where you're at on the journey. Down at the bottom, you'll see we have this box down here. We're, we're going to host a, a Financial Peace University class. And I've talked to two people in the last week. One of them told me we uh, paid off 80 grand of debt in two years, all because of financial peace. I talked to another lady this morning who's going to help lead the class. She said we paid off 100 grand of debt in two years, and it all started with this class. I'm like, whoa. This is not something we want from you. This is something we want for you. If this is a struggle, if this is a place of stress, if you don't feel the freedom in this area of your life, sign up for the class. That's why we're doing it. But all across this room, I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. As the team sings, just pray. Say, God, where are we at on this journey? As a family, where are we at? And then just, just mark one of these, four, one of these three places you want to go to the class, put your name, email, phone number. I promise we're not going to call. I'm not going to call you. All right? This is just some accountability for you to live the generous life. You're not committing to any amount. You're committing to live a generous life. So drop this card in the offering here in just a few minutes when we take it. Bucket will come by. Just drop it right in there. And start this journey. Maybe for some of you, it's starting today. Maybe for some, you've, you were on it, but it slipped. It's okay. Restart today. Today's a good day to get going. Would you be obedient? Show us these places that you've given us. Show us the gifts 
the time, the talent, the treasure. Help us to be obedient. Thanks again for tuning in with us today. We would love to connect with you, and the best way to do that is through social media or go straight to our website. God bless you, and have a wonderful day.